Hello and welcome to Setting the Skein. I'm Ben. I'm Tristan. And Elijah's on vacation this week. So instead... <laughs> what? What did you say? Period. That's oh, it. Yeah, period. But yeah, so since Elijah's not here, I asked my sister to be on. Hi, Haley. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How's everybody? Doing good. Doing Fantastic. Good. Just great. <laughs> Just living yeah. it up. Yeah, now you haven't been on uh, since we were some jerks to talk about movies, so... For any new people, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Um, if you graduated the Jedi Academy, what color would your lightsaber be? Well, I'm Ben's favorite sister. Um, and obviously, if I graduated the Jedi Academy, my lightsaber would be purple. The, what do you mean the Jedi Academy? What? The Jedi. What is this? Is this? The, the very one. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. You only, get, you only get color when you graduate. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Nothing colors. else is important. Mm-mm. No. Well, so actually, I really would want one red and one purple. Like, go Darth Revan full on. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyways. Well, after that introduction, we we're actually not talking about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> instead, we, we were. See you guys later. Well, well, hey, the movie that we watched does have at least a two Star Wars in it. It has at least two people who were in Star Wars. Uh, it is 2019's Marriage Story. And Tristan, you had the information pulled up for that? Yeah, I got some info. came out in 2019. Um, it's a longer movie. Two hours and 17 minutes. Um, it's got a 7.9 on IMDb, which is what I'm on right now. Okay. It's by uh, Noah Baumbach. Um, you may know him from Squid and the Whale and several other films, but really he's known for these two movies mainly. Um, it's got Adam Driver in it and Scarlett Johansson. They're the leads. Um, also, of course, has Alan Alda and Laura Dern um, as uh, two more characters that are secondary, but still, I mean, I, I was surprised to see Alan Alda in this movie. I didn't, I thought he retired. <laughs> um, and then it's got Wallace Shawn just appearing as a bit part. Yeah, um, pretty much. And everyone else is that's in it's pretty much. Um, probably haven't heard of them, so hmm. right. that's that. Well, yeah, uh, in terms of ratings, uh, it has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe that is the critic score. Uh, yes, the audience score is 85%. Uh, IMDb, like I said, has 7.9 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic, I believe, was a 94 as well. Yes, it was. And then I found another review that I've never heard of. Uh, it's called Parent Previews. Uh, that gave this film a 1.5 out of 5. Ah, um, <clears throat> parents yeah. hate it. Yeah. Um, For good reason. They said overlong, stuffed with profanity and featuring entitled, selfish, self-absorbed characters. This is a film best watched at home so you can fall asleep on your own couch. Oh. And my first thought is, if you fell asleep during this movie, I don't think you were watching it. Agreed. <laughs> So Tristan, tell me, what happens in this movie? Well, it's a lovely story about two people who were married and they have a little, little baby boy. And then suddenly, they say no. They don't like it anymore. Things have been going bad for a while, actually. Um, <laughs> they say goodbye. <laughs> we're we're going to divorce. Surprise. Um, so the woman is Scarlett Johansson. The man is Adam Driver. They are married. They have a baby boy whose name is Az- Azzy. 
as he Robertson plays Henry Barber. Um, and basically it, it's the story of, of, you know, you have Adam Driver's character who lives in New York and Scarlett Johansson's character moves out to Los Angeles with where her family is. And they're trying to figure out like, like who gets the, who gets custody of their son. And they're both trying to prove that they're good parents and they don't want to make this a big deal about the divorce and everything, but they end up having to get lawyers and eventually they go to court. So it's just kind of like a, in a way it's like a slice of life, I think, but it's really, it's, it's a drama and it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it just kind of gives you a, a section of what these people are going through in their life. And it, mm-hmm. it picks up right at the, right at the beginning of it. So interestingly, it's a, it's very similar to uh, the other Noah Baumbach film that you mentioned, The Squid and the Whale, which is also about divorce, though it focuses more, or that one focuses a bit more on the impact that has on uh, the couple's children. Yeah, it's it's kind of the aftermath. That one is more so the aftermath of the divorce. It's already happened, or at least it's happening like not on screen. Um, and they have two kids who are pretty active with you know just being in the movie and have a lot to say so um so yeah i mean both are about divorce um noah bombach himself uh comes from a um his parents are divorced squid and well is supposedly about his parents uh divorce um this one I, i don't know i guess it's also about his parents divorce um so yeah that's that's kind of, I mean, the, the, the Noah Baumbach is not super known for a lot of other movies. He's done other films, but... So um, I was looking, he actually worked on the screenplay of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Which I oh, did he? Interesting. That mm-hmm. makes sense. There's almost a divorce in that one, so... Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he he's not, he's not super is prolific, the right word. He hasn't done a lot of things, yeah. but what he has done has been impactful. pretty big stuff and impactful. Yeah, it's a good word for it. That's it. I think this is easily his most successful film. Uh, it was nominated for quite a few Oscars. One, uh, Laura Dern won the Oscar for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, uh, but was nominated for Best Picture. Scarlett Johansson was nominated for Best Actress. Adam Driver for Best Actor, uh, nominated for Best Screenplay, and also uh, Best Original Score which was done by Randy Newman, which I didn't know until I looked that up a few minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of accolades. Yeah, yeah. And in my opinion, very well-deserved. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of it starts with, like, I mean, your two leads, uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, who their relationship goes all over the place. You see a lot of the highs and the lows of it. And um, I've their uh, on-screen chemistry together is really just a work of beauty. I think I think they're both incredible actors. Uh, Haley, I know you are quite a big fan of Adam Driver, uh, so I'll let you kind of. Yeah, well, I think too, just the physicality of their characters and um, him being such a, a large dude and she's so, so much smaller, just the um, uh, disproportionate, um, sizes even just physically you can see uh they don't fit you know Mm -hmm. and so you you have them 
physically uh, at a um, at a conflict, and then you sort of put them up together, and you when they're fighting, she's having to really crane her neck and look to be able to to look at him and to get him to see her on his level, and and he's like physically looking down on her, and it's just such a a great dynamic that they have. Um, I, I do, I love Adam Driver. I think he's amazing in everything that he does. Um, he just goes so full force mm-hmm. on everything. Um, and I, I think in particular, just the, the way that he can sort of shift from playing, you know, that father who uh, is really trying to get his son to see, you know, uh, I'm trying to do what I think is best for you. Uh, and then, you know, as he is growing himself as a father, as a parent, um, saying, oh, maybe I'm not actually doing that is, is so, you know, uh, beautiful. And I think, too, Adam himself was uh, a young father at the time. And so I think that was you know, a really nice thing for him to be able to bring to the role. Yeah. And not not just physically but also their characters like adam's character he's running a theater company in new york mm-hmm. and his wife has um his wife scarlet has been like the lead or at least a big part of that company for mm-hmm. most of their time together mm-hmm. and so she's kind of been following him and doing right. what he you know aspires to do and so even there it's like he's kind of like larger than her yeah. and the, the whole reason that that she wants to divorce is because she wants to go off and, and do something and you know be an actress but you know mm-hmm. away from him and like she she consistently feels stifled by by his work that you know mm-hmm. she can't be herself and do her own work with that yeah well i think it's it's sort of this um uh, this sort of stigma particularly with women in you know career situation uh, where you know how can you be uh, a, a woman and a mother and have a job and and she's really really fully trying to juggle all of this and you know trying to juggle you know like you said this larger than life husband and and he is really putting her down and putting her um, desires of wanting to go to LA and wanting to to, to move from theater into TV shows just not even you know uh even listening to that and so i think you know at a certain time she's just like can't do it anymore you know uh, i'm going to do what's best for me and for my child and, and I'm, I'm leaving this situation and so she just pieces out yeah i'd say uh this is something interesting that i actually just thought about um going back to uh the square and the well for a second and uh, kind of similarities uh, in both of those films, the um, husband has an extramarital affair with a younger woman, which I just think is interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, what significance. I, 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 don't, I don't know if there's any significance to that, but I was just sitting here thinking about the squid and the whale and, rem- and remembered mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot There's a lot going on with, with both movies. I mean... Mm-hmm. This one focuses more so on on the parents' struggle and really delves into their relationship. And um, Haley mentioned the camera angles a lot, kind of 
show they, they they kind of show off their their two different sides um and very often you see you see them both in their own in their own frame um and usually opposite one another like scarlet maybe on the left side and adam's on the right side but they're still facing each other so mm-hmm. it's very it, it the camera work very much portrays that i don't know if yeah, you and I- I'm sorry, keep going. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know if you had something specific to say on it. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, the scene that I think that they did so well uh, with the camera is the um, the court scene. Um, uh, because it, it's so zoomed in on just this one row uh, where it's it's uh, Adam and, and his counsel and co-counsel and then, you know, right to the, uh, uh, you know, sort of like a little space and then um scarlet's and and her i'm using their actress name uh uh i don't remember the real names i don't remember the characters names uh anyway charlie uh, and nicole charlie and nicole 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 and and her counsel and it's literally you can you just see this sort of line and it sort of goes back and forth um and sometimes they zoom in closer but some but it's you never see you don't see the judge um you just sort of hear him uh, you and it's not till a certain point um, that you realize that there are other people in the room. Uh, you're so focused in on this argument and this this passionate um, uh, situation that you you yourself are 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 almost like like you're sitting at the edge of the table, you know, watching it all go down, and you're just like. Mm-hmm oh, there are other people there, you know? And it's, it's, I think it's such an interesting way that they do it where it's almost like you um, can sort of uh, make the choice, you know, whose side are you on? Are you, mm-hmm. are you on Nicole's side? Are you on Charlie's side? You know, who do you um, want to win, so to speak? Um, who, do you, who do you back, I guess? Yeah. Um... Well, I'll talk about this later when we go into the relationship. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, well, as well as the, uh, as this film uses the camera work, I think it uses the score just as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like the way that the music just kind of dominates over scenes at times. Uh, to honestly being almost silent um, during some of the more intense moments. Um like I think, um, pretty sure. Like uh, during their like big fight there at the end, like it, it's just them like going at each other. There's not really any like musical undertones. It's, it's really well done. And I think too, as you go, you sort of, um, like particularly at the end where they sort of have come to a, a more peaceable arrangement. Um, where uh, it's like the second Halloween, I guess. And um, she has passed um, the kid off to him and mm-hmm. uh, she's like, oh, your shoe's untied and tries to tie it. It's a very sort of mellow, like um, just sort of, you know, sort of peaceful. It's not minor or, you know, angsty or whatever. Like uh, it's just sort of resolved, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the score has really good cues in it as well. Mm-hmm. You see that particularly in the end, at like the very end, right before the, the final scene where they're 
where Adam's reading the letter on the bed. Yeah. Um, that's a really powerful scene. Mm-hmm. The score does it pretty well, uh, or does a good good justice to that scene. And, and really, it, the theme pops in right when you need it to. It has a little bit of an uncomfortable undertone at the beginning. Um, it's the same song, but at the end, it almost feels like, like Haley mentioned, there's a peacefulness to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it's a feeling that things are not going to really be the way that they were. But that doesn't mean that things can't be good. Right. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of their relationship in a in a nutshell. Um, like the Netflix description uh, on this, I thought it was really good. Um, it was something about like um, the marriage is falling apart, uh, or like it's a film about this marriage that's falling apart, but they're trying to find a way to keep their family together. And mm-hmm. just like the way that that was said, I thought it was very well spoken. I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's, it's a theme that you feel throughout the um, throughout the movie because you have these sort of uh, powers raging against the two parents, um, you know, the lawyers who are sort of trying to, you know, uh, skew the situation of I can get this much money or I can make sure that you have 55% of uh, Henry's time instead of 50-50 or, um, you know, just, you know, pushing them and making the, the parents almost like chess pieces. Uh, and it's really, we're at the center of it. And it's, you know, something they talk about in the fight, but these two parents really just want what's best for their family, even though they realize it, what's best is not for them to be together. Yeah. And they're they're abundantly clear about it the whole time with both sides. And even though they, you know, they let details slip that, that, you know, it's used by the lawyers to get back. I mean, Mm -hmm. no one's perfect, of course, but um, they, they, they say the whole time that they just want, they just want to separate and let, let things be. But of course, the legal system doesn't allow that. And I think what's interesting is uh, part, we sort of touched on this, part of the reason that she, you know, she wanted to, to leave is the sort of selfishness that Charlie has and in, in, in the struggle to, uh, to sort of grow and see, you know, why did she leave me? What, what's, it's also, you know, is the same selfishness being put on towards, uh, towards Henry? Um, and, and how can I be a better parent in that? Um, and so I think it's, it's sort of like a, a love story, not just between Charlie and Nicole, but also Charlie, Nicole, and Henry. Yeah. And Charlie has a lot to learn, too, about, you know, I, I guess his, using his own time. It, it becomes clear when, he, when he's just honest. And you see that first lawyer that he goes with Alan Alda's character mm-hmm. and he doesn't really have a defense. It, it's like, he's really not there that much. He's not a bad father. He's just, he's just busy with work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes it really easy to paint the bad picture over him. 
So whenever yeah, it's done in such a way that anything that he does, that bad picture can be painted over him. Yeah, and 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 apparently the the things that he has, has already done and and continue to to do after the marriage is is over is not helping him. So really, Charlie's not being helped by anything. He he's just kind of having to work through the hand he's been dealt, mm-hmm. um, which is its own suffering. Rather than you know, like you could say, well, you could have done this, this, and this better, but. It's almost like you're, you keep hammering the nail that's already been hammered in. Like there are several uh, times uh, during the court scene uh, where his um, counsel kind of turns to him and is like, you should have done X, Y, Z. You should have done X, Y, Z. Like, why'd you put that money in the joint account? Why did you not check and make sure that uh, booster seat was in properly? Like, and it's, it's like all these things like that really neither of them wanted it to get this far and but i feel like they both kind of let their selfish attitudes almost kind of get in the way of things well those are human things you know the booster seat thing i mean yeah Mm -hmm. it makes sense you thought you had it in it wasn't right so you fixed they did fix it i mean the joint account thing i think he mentioned something about putting it in there for henry's college or putting money away for that or something you know it's like and he also did that when they were still married. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it doesn't necessarily, it's not a bad thing. These things aren't bad things. They were corrected or, you know, they have a reason to exist. But of course, the, the lawyers look at it differently Be- because that's their job. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> through, through the, the lawyers being what they are and the whole mess of things you see, we see these glimpses and it's not really glimpses. It's, it's full fledged scenes here and there of of just both of them talking to each other and just being humans about it and trying their best to, to navigate what their new reality is while also coming to terms with their own feelings about each other and about their new situation and 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 all of it meshing together, including Henry too, and uh, and that doesn't that doesn't you know when you have all these things going on in your life at one time, that doesn't mean that it's going to work out in your brain the way it should. If anything, it means that it's not going to work out in your brain. I mean, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where they they um they both get in this huge argument, and it ends with them both both of them say they're sorry and they're it ends with a screaming match <laughs> and they're saying things they don't mean to each other um and, and it ends with you know adam driver collapsing and weeping um and scarlet also cries i mean it, it's like it's clear that there is something there like they 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 and the end of the movie confirms as well they still love each other it's different. They, they, it's, it's there for a different reason and it exists in a different way. But it doesn't mean it's gone. It doesn't mean it should be gone either. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, kind of dive a little bit deeper with uh, the main conflict of this film, which obviously is just Charlie and Nicole's relationship. Um, the whole story. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, before we get too deep into this, I have a bone to pick. The poster for this film 
um, is the super like cute photo of Charlie, Nicole, and the kid's name that I am forgetting, Henry. Um, and it, like you see, and you think, oh yeah, this is gonna be like this really cute story about this family. And then it starts and like, you've got them uh, reading their letters about like what they love about each other. And then bam, mediation scene. And you're just like, oh, this is not what I expected. Hmm. Don't like well, that. Even, well, that that's your fault for not understanding what the movie's going to be about. Sorry. No. Even too, though, when the first trailers came out, they had his and her trailers. And so there was a like, it was like a trailer about him from her point of view. And it was talking about how much, um, you know, she loved him and like saw him in this glorious way. And it, it really did skew your, your view of um, the characters and, and the situation. And then uh, at the very end of it, of each of them, you sort mm -hmm. of realize this is not exactly uh, everything is not exactly as you are thinking. Um, and so it's sort of, you know, uh, a similar situation um, with the poster, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's cleverly, it's cleverly done. I don't, I don't know if you would call that just, I don't think it's just clever marketing. It, it obviously is, but hmm. I mean, I, I think it serves a purpose within the story as well. The movie mm -hmm. itself opens up with Scarlett Johansson talking about, you know, her husband and what she likes about him. It's it's all voiceover, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it. I, I I think it, I think it, if anything, it frames what we're about to see pretty well, and we get a lot of context for the the divorce that is soon to happen, mm -hmm. um, and you know, by the end of the movie we see everything resolved and how it looks and how life is looking for them. And we get a little bit of details about that, but we're not really truly sure how it looks, but there is still love there. If it even exists for their son, you know? Um, and that's what the poster depicts. So it's not necessarily lying to you. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the entire, like, the, um, even the title, Marriage Story, uh, if you have no idea, you know, you've never seen a trailer at all, um, you go in and you're thinking, Marriage Story, okay, this is going to be about someone's, uh, either they're getting married or about, you know, um, about someone's marriage the course of their marriage you know um you you don't think it's about the end of their marriage yeah. or you know divorce post marriage. you know you don't that's not something that you would necessarily if you don't have that context it's not something you would go in thinking um so i think even just the name is so clever because uh it's it's a part of the story mm. you know uh, even the end of the love story is a part of that love story. Um, is you know the heartbreak is just as much of the love story as the falling in love. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think yes, that poster of them together, you know, isn't exactly what we see, but it is some form of what we see. We see that love in some sort of context 
on screen. We know that Charlie is love. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that Nicole is love. Uh, and we know that they love Henry and will do what they can for Henry. Um, so I agree. Mm-hmm. It's clever marketing. It's definitely that. Uh, clever marketing for a very interestingly presented uh, relationship. Uh, and I feel like that relationship kind of comes to a climax with uh, this big fight that uh, happens in Charlie's apartment uh, where they essentially just go at it with each other. Charlie ends up punching a wall. Um, it's just easily the most intense scene in the entire movie. Uh, I was actually looking on IMDb trivia um, and just kind of some of the background of this scene. Uh, it says here they did 50 takes of the fight scene over two days because uh, every time they had to do just the whole scene. Uh, so it took a while. Uh, and then Noah Baumbach would give notes to uh, Scarlett Johansson or Adam Driver separately during the fight scene to surprise the other actor and gain different reactions, which I think is really interesting. Um, it shows that they went through a lot to essentially make this scene as realistic and as heart-wrenching as it, as it ended up being. Because I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, sorry. Uh, neither of them won Oscars in this film, but I think they were both easily Oscar-worthy performances based on that scene alone. Yeah, I, I, I think if I remember correctly, Noah Baumbach is one of those uh, directors who will continue to take as many takes as he can. Um, and so I, it's, but it's interesting to know that he gives the notes separately instead of just like you know generically i mean i'm guessing it was just for that one scene uh just yeah. to kind of play around with it but mm-hmm. I don't know. but no i totally agree that this scene in and of itself is oscar worthy like oh. it's just actually the first scene of the movie that i saw i saw it completely like just on youtube without oh watching the film well yeah it's one of those scenes that in my opinion in a in a humble opinion uh kind of just begs for an oscar Mm -hmm. um it's not doesn't make it a bad scene it's just one of those it's like okay yeah i see what you're trying to do here um so that's how i feel about it it's good it does it very well if you think it was just too extra is that what you're saying? No, I think it was. I think it was perfect. But I, I, I think you just see these scenes sometimes, and it. I mean, I, I don't think it's an. I guess I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's an intentional thing. I don't. I don't think. But it, it's just. It's just one of those scenes where you're like, this is, this is something that, is gonna get them a, an Oscar if mm-hmm. you know, or at least close to it. To me, do you know that scene in um, Ma Rainey uh, where uh, Chadwick is, um, it's like just after they fight and Chadwick's doing that like huge soliloquy. Yep. To me, this is on a similar level. I don't know that it, I quite put it on a same level, but I'd say it's a very similar level. Yeah, that's another scene that is just kind of like, usually it's like a monologue an impassioned monologue i'll like say yep that's that's something that's oscar worthy mm-hmm. generally yeah well 
What about love? What is love? What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, these these two people. I, I I find I find the question interesting. What is love? You, you asked it. Baby, don't hurt me. All right, Ben. I I I see it between both of these people. It exists throughout the whole movie. The fact that they aren't, you know, completely ghosting each other, or they're not, um, you know, t- like turning up their nose or something. Every single time they they talk, or at least begin to talk or have an interaction. It starts off as a good one, like that. Then that that may be because they have a child as well. Um, but Haley, did you want to say something? I just, I mean I think that you can love someone and not be in love with them, you know. And I feel like to a, like I think these characters get to that point, um, and I think that's why at the end of the movie, they are at a point where she can send Henry with Charlie and everything, you know, feels resolved uh, because they still love each other, but they're not in love. They don't have that conflict of. Uh, What's fighting. the difference? Oh God. <laughs> well, you see the English language is stupid uh, and that there is only one word for love. Um, I think you're like- trying to say they can still they can still love each other but not have feelings in that way for each other yes like they still love each other but it is not like a romantic romantic or right 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 kind of love like that yeah well i mean there are many different kinds of love without the greek words i guess we could go into all nine types of love but i'd rather not (laughs) um uh they i mean yeah i i i think they 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 show it but clearly yeah they're not and it's not a romantic love obviously but it's there i just find that interesting that it persists through everything through this whole movie and even for their child i mean i i i come from a family that is divorced my parents divorced when i was five years old and i've never really known anything else i was five when it happened Henry was eight in this movie when it happened kind of around the same age. Um, And the, for me, it it was, it it was, it was horrible at first. Um, You know, my parents always were amicable though. And whenever they saw each other, I don't know if they did it for me or, or what I, maybe they did just, or they were this way for me, but even now, you know, they're, they're friendly to each other and I'm an adult, uh, very much so. And it's, you know, it's like, I'm not just, I'm, I'm, I, they don't exist together because of me anymore. You know, it's, it's like, they're, they're just there and they're still a part of each other's lives because even though they have their own relationships and family going on now, they're still there and it's, they will still see each other. And it's interesting that, you know, I, I wonder if there is some sort of love there between my parents still and like how that, what that even is and what that looks like with, you know, these two characters in this movie, like, I guess I was so young. I don't remember how it was at, at, at the beginning all the time, but I remember it wasn't pretty all the time. 
and there were a lot of short words being said and um, awkward, awkward phrases or phases, I mean, and it was just, it was a weird time. And this movie kind of takes me back to some of that, which is why it was hard. And in one of the ways it was hard Mm. for that reason, but um, it just really, it really gets me thinking like, you know, it gets me thinking like a what if kind of scenario, if anything for my own life, you know, interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely. And so I I think um, we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, but I think uh, in this case, like, yes, like those feelings were there for each other. And like, that was one reason they were able to have an amicable relationship after the divorce. But I think also how much they both loved Henry like they were able to make it amicable for him like through everything like they wanted to not have him get dragged into the divorce they want to make sure that he was taken care of that like everything that they did was for him instead of um like there is some selfishness in there of course like they are human but like the majority of their actions are focused on what is best for Henry. And I think that's kind of what is like that main like connection between the two of them. That's kind of helps keep that love between them in place. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I will say though, is while I totally agree and I think that's sort of where it starts, I think that by the end of the movie, when she comes in and they're talking about how she was um, nominated for an Emmy for directing, uh, and they're sort of, you know, he's sort of congratulating and they're sort of, um, you know, he's sort of really recognizing her for what she's done. And, um, and she, she, she's uh, also, you know, now I see why you were so obsessed with it for all, for this mm-hmm. whole time. It's sort of like they, right in that moment, are coming to a, a head of yes. seeing each other for the first time in a long time, you know. And maybe we can we can be friends again, not just for Henry, but for us. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like they started off doing it for Henry, but now they've, you know, it's been a year or it's been, I don't know how long it was, uh, some, some time. Uh, and now they're at a point where they can be friends for each other. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. You know, e- even looking at earlier on when she gave him a haircut, Mm-hmm. And it's little moments like that, or at the very end when she ties a shoe, and when she uh, she knew what to order him. Yeah, uh, during yeah. The divorce meeting, like a uh, like a menu she hadn't things, seen before. Right. Yeah, I think it's little things like that where they just know even each changing other. out the uh, salad dressing for oil and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think this would have been different if they didn't have a son? Totally. Because there would have been no need to uh, try, you know. Uh, you wouldn't have needed to to fight for each other as hard as you, because the whole time the uh, you're you're fighting for Henry, you know. You want to do what's best for Henry, and then you get to a point where you can do what's best for you. And you know, I'm saying you, but I'm talking uh, yeah <laughs> about the couple, you as a yeah. couple, you know. But when you don't have that child, you know, you're, you're like, okay, peace out. 
But we see these moments between them, like we just said, where they, you know, there's still some sort of connection there. Why did she offer to to order on the menu? Like she could have just not done that. She could have let him suffer. She could have not tied his shoe. You know, he could have not gotten a haircut or just these things like that. Why did that persist? What? Why was that? You know, that that wasn't just mm-hmm. being f- friends. That that right. those scenarios came from a relationship that lasted for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew what to order. It wasn't just it like she just guessed and she did it be, to be friendly. She just knew it. That was just how she exists. Mm-hmm. And you don't turn that off just because you're no longer in that relationship. Right. You know? You're like. Up, oh, I'm divorced. I don't know you anymore. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that connection you know, does not go away. No, yeah. it doesn't. Like, you can't, uh, even you can't if it sever. is, <laughs> right. Like, even if it is a clean break, like, you can mm-hmm. still find that person later in life and still have that connection. Right. And I think that's what's so interesting. You know, that's just a part of the marriage story as the marriage itself. You know, mm-hmm. the after effect. Ah, now we're understanding what the title of the movie exists for. <laughs> Bringing out that uh, literary degree. Oh, very nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Ben, I think we've discussed what love is and maybe even found out what it is. Uh, All right. Well, today. baby didn't hurt me, so we're good. Um, <laughs> but I think oh, love all... hurts. <laughs> no. Love hurts, Ben. Oh, I know. Oh, don't go to another song. You're the other one that said a love hurts. (laughs) But I think I think we can all agree with this. All you need is love. Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. All right. Well this is what you get when there's two tanks on the platform. Oh man. One web. One webby boy. Yep. Let's score this sucker before we get too deep into it. Okay. All right, who wants to go first? Um, I will. <laughs> Tristan All right, Tristan. does with that face. I'll go first. Play it on me. All righty. I'm going to give this movie an 86. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it, it, it raises a lot of really good questions in my brain. And not really, maybe not really questions, but it just kind of affirms what I already feel about like relationships and things like Mm -hmm. that and how, you know, the relationship, whether or not love is there or whatever you want to call it feelings, um, the relationship can persist and it can be good. And it, you know, things can, can good things can come from it, which makes me feel good. Yeah. So um, other than that, for all the reasons we said, I mean, it's really well acted. Mm -hmm. It's really well put together. It's great writing. I like the dialogue a whole lot. Um, and it's it's um, it really lets you look at these characters. And as you all know, I love a good character. That's what I'm all about. You do. You do. All right. Haley? Um, so I'm going to give it an 84. Okay. Um, uh... <laughs> sorry simply because this is not exactly a movie i would watch on the reg um yeah. it, i would say it's a a poignant movie 
and it, it's it's you know beautifully acted. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, so powerful. Um, and even the little boy who plays Henry, I think he does a great job. Um, and you know the characters, the characterization of them, uh, of the lawyers, even are just so good. Um, uh, but it's just something that, like, uh, I don't know. It's it's something that's you know, it's not. I don't know. It's, <laughs> but I just, I just, I feel like. Eh. Okay. <laughs> it's, Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I mean, I I like the movie, but I don't like it enough to watch it on, like again. Well, no, I I think I I think this might hurt your brain if you watch it regularly. I know that's what I, I don't think this like would it, be healthy for it, like, you. <laughs> I mean, as a person who studied, you know, sad literature all the time, like I'm used to that. But like, I don't I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch sad things. Oh, well, as a person who loves sad things, I love to watch sad things. Give me the fluff. Plus, Adam. So, Prince Adam Driver and does a rom-com, we'll be, we'll be there. Did you say once? (laughs) I said once. Oh, oh, once. Isn't that one with uh, Daniel Radcliffe? He was in that one. That was such a good movie. Oh, my gosh. What if? I love that movie so much. That movie is a 95. Oh, I don't know about yeah. that. Uh, it's anyway. quality. Hmm. What if? Um, yeah, uh, it, it was something. But yeah, uh, my score, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit higher than both of you. I'm going to give this an 88. Um, I personally am a big fan of Noah Baumbach. Uh, I watched The Squid and the Whale back during college during a film class that I took um, and loved the way that he used music. He wrote dialogue and just the way that he was able to catch such like um like these intimate powerful moments between different characters um i think it's just incredible how he does it um and you get that same kind of feeling here um i mean like y'all said it's not a movie i'm gonna watch every other week or something but it's such a powerful movie i think so yeah 88 uh, and after plugging that into our patented scoreometer, thank you for that. Um, we get a final score of an 86. So nice and even this week. Ah, I was correct. Good for you. You know, a, a blind squirrel, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Oh, okay. I love you, Tristan. Or or Tristan is just right. How about that? <laughs> Well, uh, well, Mr. I'm right this week. What are we watching next week? Are you going to be right again? Uh, I'm glad you asked, Ben. Because next week we're watching a movie. Yes. You should see it on the screen in front of you. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're watching (laughs) the Weast. I mean the East. We're watching the East. And uh, uh, an interesting movie. It's about uh, eco terrorism, I believe. Yep, it's a movie I recommended uh, that I watched half of when I was a lad. 
All right. That explains cool. so much about you. Yeah. <laughs> but did you watch with your mom or your dad? My dad. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, but yes, be sure to tune in next week uh, when we talk about the East. Uh, it will be a great time. Hopefully, Elijah will be back to join us. Haley, thank you for being on this week. Did you have fun? I know it's yep, kind of a sad so movie. Much fun. But yeah. All right. Bawling your eyes out during the movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's fun. It's allergy season, obviously. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, for all of you at home, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Vider Media. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, T with Doug G will be returning in the fall. We might even have a couple more surprises coming later this year, too. So definitely be sure to keep an eye out for that. Uh, and until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Tristan. And I'm Haley. And this has been Setting the Scheme. Y'all have a great week.